Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's don't do anything of the kind. Florida, indeed. For the love of Mike, as Steve would say, it's much too expensive. You know, Kirk, we're both frightfully extravagant. I'm sure we're spending too much money as it is. You know you sold out some of your capital only the other day. I presented that once. And you had your heart set on that pendant. Surely to goodness, if I drag you away from a comfortable home to live in a hovel, the least I can do is to— You didn't drag me. I just walked in and sat down. And you couldn't think how to get rid of me. So in despair you married me. That was it. And now I've— got to set to work and make a fortune, and, what do you call it, support you in the style to which you have been accustomed. Which brings us back to the picture. I don't suppose I shall get ten dollars for it, but I feel I shall curl up and die if I don't get it finished. Are you absolutely determined about the Vince girl? I'm adamant. I'm granite. I'm chilled steel. Oh, Kirk, can't you find a nice motherly old model with white hair and spectacles? I shouldn't mind her calling you by your first name. But it's absurd. I told you just now how an artist doesn't look on his models as human beings while— I know. I've read all about that in books, and I believe it, then. Why, when I married you, I said to myself, I mustn't be foolish. Kirk's an artist. I mustn't be a comic supplement wife and object to his using models. Oh, I was going to be so good and reasonable. You would have loved me. And then, when it came to the real thing, I found I just could not stand it. I know it's silly of me. I know just as well as you do that Miss Vince is quite a nice girl, really, and is going to make a splendid Mrs. Travelling Salesman. But that doesn't help me. It's my wicked nature, I suppose. I'm just a plain cat, and that's all there is to it. Look at the way I treat your friends." Kirk started. "'You jumped,' said Ruth. "'You jerked my head. Do you think I don't know you had noticed it?' I knew how unhappy you were when Mr. Jardine was here. I just hated myself." "'Didn't you like Hank?' asked Kirk. Ruth was silent for a moment. "'I wish you would,' Kirk went on. "'You don't know what a real white man old Hank is. You didn't see him properly that night. He was nervous. But he's one of the very best God ever made. We've known each other all our lives, he and I.' "'Don't tell me,' cried Ruth. Don't you see that's just the reason why I can't like him? Don't tell me about the things you and he did together unless you want me to hate him. Don't you understand, dear? It's the same with all your friends. I'm jealous of them for having known you before I did. And I hate these models because they come into a part of your life into which I can't. I want you all to myself. I want to be your whole life. I know it's idiotic and impossible, but I do. You are my whole life said Kirk, seriously. I wasn't born till I met you. There isn't a single moment when you are not my whole life." She pressed her head contentedly against his arm. "'Kirk?' "'Yes?' "'Let me pose for your picture.' "'What? You couldn't.' "'Why not?' "'It's terribly hard work. It's an awful strain. I'm sure I'm as strong as that Vince girl. You ask Steve. He's seen me throw the medicine ball. But posing is different. 
Hilda Vince has been trained for it. Well, let me try, at any rate. But— No. And I'll promise to like your Hank, and not to put on my grand manner when he begins telling me what fun you and he used to have in the good old days, before I was born or thought of. May I? But— Quick promise. Very well. You dear, I'll be the best model you ever had. I won't move a muscle, and I'll stand there till I drop. You'll do nothing of the kind. You'll come right down off that model throne the instant you feel the least bit tired. The picture Kirk was painting was one of those pictures which thousands of young artists are working on unceasingly every day. Kirk's ideas about it were in a delightfully vague state. He had a notion that it might turn out in the end as Carmen, or on the other hand, if anything went wrong, and he failed to insert a sufficient amount of wild devilry into it, he could always hedge by calling it a reverie, or the Spanish maiden. Possibly, if the thing became too pensive and soulful altogether, he might give it some title suggestive of the absent lover at the bullfight, the Toreador's bride, or something of that sort. The only point on which he was solid was that it was to strike the Spanish note. And to this end he gave Ruth a costume of black and orange, and posed her on the model throne with a rose in her hair. Privately had decided that ten minutes would be Ruth's limit. He knew something of the strain of sitting to an artist. "'Tired?' he asked at the end of this period. Ruth shook her head and smiled. "'You must be. Come and sit down and take a rest. It's quite all right, dear. Go on with your work.' "'Well, shut out the moment you've had enough.' He began to paint again. The minutes went by, and Ruth made no movement. He began to grow absorbed in his work. He lost count of time. Ruth ceased to be Ruth, ceased even to be flesh and blood. She was just something he was painting. "'Kirk!' The sharp suddenness of the cry brought him to his feet, quivering. Ruth was swaying on the model throne. Her eyes were staring straight before her, and her face was twisted with fear. As he sprang forward she fell, pitching stiffly head foremost, as he had seen men fall in the ring, her arms hanging at her sides and he caught her. He carried her to the couch and laid her down. He hung for an instant in doubt whether to go for water or telephone for the doctor. He decided on the telephone. He hung up the receiver and went back to Ruth. She stirred and gave a little moan. He flew upstairs and returned with a pitcher of water. When he got back Ruth was sitting up. The look of terror had gone from her face. She smiled at him, a faint, curiously happy smile. He flung himself on his knees beside her, his arm round her waist, and burst into a babble of self-reproach. He cursed himself for being such a brute, such a beast as to let her stand there, tiring herself to death. She must never do it again. He was a devil. He ought to have known she could not stand it. He was not fit to be married. He was not fit to live. Ruth ruffled his hair. Stop abusing my husband, she said. I'm fond of him. Did you catch me, Kirk? Yes, thank God. I got you just in time. That's the last thing I remember wondering if you would. You seemed such miles and miles away. It was like looking at something in a mist at the wrong end of a telescope. Oh, Kirk! Yes, honey? It came again, that awful feeling, that as if something dreadful was going to happen. Then I felt myself going. She paused. Kirk, I think I know now. I understand, and, oh, I'm so happy. She buried her face in his shoulder, and they stayed there silent, till there came a ring at the bell. Kirk got up. George Pennicutt ushered in the doctor. It was the same little old doctor who had ministered to George in his hour of need. "'Feeling better, Mrs. Winfield?' he said, as he caught sight of Ruth. "'Your husband told me over the phone that you were unconscious.' 
she fainted cried kirk it was all through me i the doctor took him by the shoulders he had to stretch to do it go away young man he said take a walk round the block you aren't on in this scene kirk was standing in the hall when he left a few minutes later well he said anxiously well said the little doctor is she all right there's nothing wrong is there the doctor grinned a friendly grin on the contrary he said you ought to be very pleased what do you mean oh, it's quite a commonplace occurrence though i suppose it will seem like a miracle to you but believe me it's happened before if it hadn't i wouldn't be here now kirk looked at him in utter astonishment his words seemed meaningless and then suddenly he understood and his heart seemed to stand still you don't mean he said huskily yes i do said the doctor good-bye my boy i've got to hurry off you've caught me just as i was starting for the hospital kirk went back to the studio his mind in a whirl ruth was lying on the couch she looked up as the door opened he came quickly to her side ruth he muttered her eyes were shining with a wonderful light of joy she drew his head down and kissed him oh kirk she whispered i'm happy i'm happy i've wanted this so he could not speak he sat on the edge of the couch and looked at her she had been wonderful to him before she was a thousand times more wonderful now end of chapter 7 recording by tim bulkley of bigbible.org with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.